With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. episode 80 i'm alon i'm also 80 apps dude yeah. a lot of apps a lot of apps a lot of action a lot of <laughs> <laughs> let's kick off with some housekeeping yeah i even i changed the wording a little so hopefully i don't stumble as much please go ahead and subscribe rate and review on itunes it's pretty good right yeah just finish you're done Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Email and rate my team's other questions at FMLPL at gmail.com. Check out our website, FMLPL.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, store stickers, ringtones. Also on our website, we post lineup lamentations before every game week. Pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. Lastly, shout out, still top of the table, Anton, you go girl, killing it. Um, and then our teams. You, you start tonight. Our scenes. <laughs> Um, well, not that much to be said. I had 62 points. I took a hit, so 58, including the hit. And I went down another, like, 15K, basically. Um, it was brutal. I mean, I thought for sure on Saturday that I was good. Well, let me go back. Let me do the transfers for those who didn't read lineup lambs. Injured Phil Jones out for Fernandez, Donkey Giroud out for Ashley Barnes, and then Darun out for Prince Harry. Kevin, um, that was like my big flare move. Um, yeah, so Saturday, I mean, I thought I was for sure clean for a green on the week, kind of no matter what happened with my captain, KDB. I had an Alonzo goal, Lukaku Hattie, Ashley Barnes, eight-pointer, Holobos even got an assist. Some blanks, but I couldn't have been further from the truth. I dropped like 30 or 40K on Saturday. So I was pretty much completely fucked unless Kevin had a haul as like my major differential captain. But instead he got a yellow card and got subbed off on like 70 minutes. So not really what I'm looking for. Um, There's not that much else to say. I mean, it was just another nightmare and a season full of nightmares there's there's one interesting pattern that i (laughs) noticed that i i took five minutes to actually see like how true it is because it feels really fucking horrible and true is that everyone that i transfer out seems to score the next week or go on like a huge run of weeks and it is true it's literally happened to me like double digit times this year like I, I look back, I had like Vardy out early season, then he scored eight, six, six, Borch out three and eight, Wally out, who's went on a two month run of scoring, Callum out back to back six pointers, Ozil out, double digit hauls. All right, all right, enough. I'm no, it's not that. even enough. We I get mean, it. <laughs> most re- most recently, I mean we both had Carroll out four goals in four matches. Obviously everyone heard last week I was fucking depressed as shit about Siggy. He comes in, scores again this week. So I don't know. I've already made my move this week. Firmino out. I'm just hoping that finally some, some fuck. I just want some listener out there, someone who's possibly having as bad or worse of a season than we are, to just go rogue and just triple captain Firmino this week. Because that's the true leap of faith. That's that's really what I was getting to with all those numbers. Is He's going to have an insane haul this week against Spurs because, you know, this pattern is true. It's real. It's there. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was quite the little soliloquy. I uh, I landed on 52 points as a non-Lukaku owner. Feels good. Um, I went down to 90K. Um, I 
I mean, my team managed to cobble together some points. I had Kane captain, Zlatan. I brought Siggy in, so that was a nice yellow card, minus two at the end of the game, but can't complain with six. Alonzo and Brunt. So I had some blanks everywhere like everyone else did, but it just seemed like you're a good case study that even Lukaku owners weren't necessarily assured of green just because of how highly he was captained. And the thing about it that I was trying to think about how it happened was, I mean, if you get 42 from your captain, even if he's only owned by, you know, like 20% or something, it's it goes so much further back from your point total. Like anyone within, you know, 40 points of you is going to pass you. So it's such a like higher rate of passage, mm-hmm. even though his ownership percentage might not have been like 40% or something. It wasn't that high. It just felt higher just because of the cappers that were very highly percent of the owners. So Yeah, and then on top of that, it was just an absurdly high-scoring week in general. Yeah, Top yeah, 10 K action, average was like 61. A lot of action, a lot of action, a lot of action. Yeah, a lot of... And there were just so many like of the familiar foes that came Defoe. through that we haven't had all year, basically. Defoe, another Spurs clean, Hazard... Costa, you know, so many people still have all of these guys. I mean, yeah. you got you got a Brunt clean. I still don't have a West Brom defender. Oh, Brunt Max Bones was fucking feels today on Saturday or whenever. It was tough to feel any good things after not owning Lukaku, but yeah, Brunt at least did something good. I mean, we both had just such brutal weekends with our teams actually just being yeah. the worst things ever. Also. I still feel like I got away with it a little bit. Cause, yeah, you did. I mean, I went from 60-some K to 90K, which is obviously a fucking huge drop, and I keep just doing that every couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, but for but, not having Lukaku. Yeah, for not owning Lukaku, at least I got a few other little bright spots to just keep yeah. me afloat. I didn't like drop, like, have, like drop double my rank or something. I mean, so. if I didn't have Lukaku, uh, like, come on. I'd be down 50K. <laughs> yeah. So I have some positions in my team that I'm looking to fuck off and I have some crazy mad thoughts of what I want to do with my squad but I we'll get there. I can't wait to get there. I have a I have a really dumb opening question that okay, I may or go. may or may not edit out before we go to what the fuck happened but would you rather captain Kuhn forever or never be able to captain him again? Forever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Partially because I just love him so much, and like it feels so good when Captain Coon comes through, like better than most things. But also removing the decision making process for my captaincy for life. That would be nice. That would be just an insane stress relief. Yeah, I feel like I get at least two years added on to my life on the back end of not having to stress over who I'm going to captain every single week playing FPL. Two years on like. A layer of hair lost, <laughs> not lost. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's, let's go with the fuck. Yeah. Let's go to City. So Aguero off the bench again. Jesus Christ is clearly the tits. And it looks like Pep found his preferred front three with Raz, Jesus Christ, and uh, Leroy Bundaksane. Yeah, his preferred City front are, three and midfield three. Yeah, you think City are back, back, back? Yeah, I kind of have been tooting that horn for the last couple of weeks. Tooting that horn, I like that. Um, yeah, they just look so good. I mean, I, it was surprising that they only scored two, and it took kind of a late fab howler for them to win this match, but I feel like they're much more fluid, exciting classy, everything that you kind of associate with Pep teams and with City than they have been all season these past three weeks. And it's it's really exciting. And he yeah, has, I th- yeah. I think the preferred front three is big. I think he kind of realized that he's not going to be able to make up for the frailties of you know the old fullbacks and trying to be defensively stout a couple games when he started really going that all-out attack mode. When they had the good performance, I think, against Spurs a few weeks that were unlucky not to win, and then it just carried through. Yeah. Um, something interesting, I was trying to think about it a little, is that you know, the preferred front three, Jesus can play on the left. Um, Aguero, I don't know if it's a clash of personalities or what, but he's clearly just dropped. That's what we have to interpret after these two games is he's been dropped. 
Do you think that Aguero's work rate is not good? Hmm. Because um, Pep obviously requires a lot from his attacking players. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely. like 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 Lewandowski, for example. Like he always tries to find that Thomas Muller type player. I feel like who can kind of jack of all trades everywhere. Like will press everywhere and do all these things. I was thinking about it because. I always kind of thought Aguero's work rate was incredible. I always felt like he chased down lost causes when he was with Pellegrini. I felt like he was trying to do the things that Pep was asking him to do as a more of a midfield slash striker hybrid earlier in the season. It wasn't working, but he did not have a very long run of games with all of the red card intermittent bans to, to really, you know, see if he could make it work. He did not look brilliant earlier in the season. It must be said. But it was the first time in his career that he was really being asked to play in that role. So he's not like a Sané or a Jesus type that we're seeing who's really just pacey, tricky, you know, plays on the wing or can rotate like Firmino kind of style play. He is more of an out-and-out striker, but I feel like he's getting a little bit hard done by not getting... You know, a chance. I feel like he's not has not had a chance. I don't know. Is yeah, that, I, is that I definitely I'm agree. Like, I mean, the the work rate thing is really hard for me to like quantify in my head. You know, I mean, I think he works a fine amount. He's definitely not Firmino type. No, and, no. But he's definitely not like Zlatan at the right. same time. You know, he runs right, around. Right. Right. But the the greater point I feel like is if he starts in this game, does he not convert? at least the two chances that Jesus converted. And I think yeah. he probably does. Yeah, I mean, for sure should do. And yeah. he maybe even creates more. And, you know, he's still, like, top, top quality. So it's hard to yeah. imagine that it's anything to do with his abilities as, like, a goal scorer or as a threat and kind of leads me to believe more what you're talking about, that maybe he's just not versatile enough, maybe not going wide enough, or maybe mm-hmm. not dropping deep enough for Pep's liking. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he just doesn't know. want him on the pitch with a Brazilian <laughs> and he's yeah. just gonna get another red card for head holding his card. own teammate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shot. I don't all right, anyway, no, I was just thinking about Kuhn because I love him and I yeah. miss him. But clearly you got a lot of very potent city players with Kevin than any of those front three. Obviously the rush in for Jesus has been very quick this week. He's been oh, yeah. skyrocketing in price. He's clearly a quality player, but I still personally am very much in the wait and see mode with city assets outside of Kev because I don't still feel like just two games in that this front three is going to be playing week in, week out. They have a blank in 26, a likely blank in 28, I don't know how much I hate getting one of these guys in right now and then ditching them after 27, depending on the rest of your squad, because City does have, you know, a really, really nice fixture in game week 27 at Sunderland. And Bournemouth this week. Exactly. So you still get two really good games. It's just if you're going to have to carry some of your other big hitters through blanks like Alexis or Zlatan or whomever you have. It's going to be a very small window for those city players if you're bringing them in like now, like a Jesus, um, to be able to pay back those points if they're going to be having those two blanks, which we're anticipating. You know, so I'm still kind of like, it's nice, but I'm probably going to wait until you know 29. Yeah, that, I feel stand? I feel the exact same way, and I know it's hypocritical because I just brought in Kevin, but. I brought him in last week, so I you got an three extra games game, and, four. and I captained him, which even though yeah. it's a failure, so it's like kind of like gives him, it's almost like getting An extra times. game. Yeah. Right. And he's really safe. I mean, no matter what conspires with the front three, Aguero in, out, Sané, Sterling, whatever, Kevin's safe. He's, right, he's right, their right, best right, player. Right. Um, but I totally agree. I mean, with the two blanks upcoming, I don't like that. With Champions League a week away, I mean, they, they play... I think of the second week, so theirs doesn't start for two weeks, but still, mm-hmm. in the middle of these blanks, Champions League is restarting. We have right. no idea what rotation's going to be like. No. Absolutely no idea. If this is his best lineup, does he play this in Champions, in Champions League and then Aguero on the league? Right, right. I don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. And that's the kind of thing is you get Jesus in, you get, I guess Raz has been pretty nailed for a run, but Sane, who I you know like more than Raz because he can actually score goals. You're going to be sweating the team sheet, which is never a great feeling unless if it's someone like a 5 million or something like that midfielder. But all right, enough on City. 
I really wanted to talk about Spurs because Spurs have been a really big schizo team, and I have some very deep thoughts on what's been happening with them the last two weeks. But I mean, for me and you, we both basically have just been missing all Spurs points all, all points. season. All season. Um, no miss- cleans, no goals. No, we had Toby for like two weeks and before he died at whatever. But basically, we got both Ollie and Kane, or I got Kane and Ollie, we both got Ollie and Sunderland Mid- Middlesbrough after they were just rolling four goals in for fun. And they just managed to score one goal out of their last two. What are, what are your thoughts on Spurs? I just hate him. <laughs> that's that that you heard it here first. That's a big. That's a hot take. That's a hot take from Let Adam. Let me tell you it's something, a, Adam. Let me tell you something, Alon. You get the Tottenham Hotspurs, North London. They're trying to climb the league. You're gonna give me one goal against Sunderland and Middlesbrough? That's unacceptable. Pochettino, this Pochettino, that this is not a top team, Adam. They're not threatening for the league. Not anytime soon. That's Alon from uh, the Bronx. That's talking head Alon. WFAN, tune in on my my radio show. All right, so let me go into it for a minute because I. Tell me what you're thinking because I I I don't have thoughts. Okay, so I Captain Kane both last two weeks. He got me a lucky pen and then he fucking shat the bed at Sunderland. So basically, when they were rolling teams over, that was when they switched formation, right? To this 3 4 3, 3 5 2, whatever the fuck. That's when they're scoring four plus. That's when they're, you know. Beating everyone and, and everything. Rose dies, and they put like very, very short experiment for one half when they played Vimmer and then whoever, whatever the fuck in that Chelsea game before he subbed them off at half. And then they went back to their four at the back. They're playing Victor Wanyama against the worst teams in the league because for some reason he thinks they need Victor Wanyama. Um, Son on the wing, I think for as tricky and as nice as he is on that wing, I think he has very poor end product in the final third. I think he's very selfish. I think he limits the their offensive output as a whole in general, just from watching him this season a little bit closer than last season when he was more in and out of the team. I think that Lamella, I think losing Lamella has underratedly done a job to them. And then I, at the same time, I just think that when Ollie was bracing for fun was when he was playing out of position. Erickson is doing the same Erickson things he always does where he like comes and goes on the fringes. It doesn't really matter for Erickson, in my opinion, what formation they're playing. He's going to score his like four goals a year outside of the box. He's going to get his assists on set pieces. But Ollie, the thing that's so frustrating with Ollie is that last year, sometimes he was playing in that double pivot and next to Dembele, and sometimes he was pushing forward, playing in the hole. He's been, even these last two games when they went back to four at the back, playing in the hole, playing up front, not playing in the double pivot, but he's just his stats have fucking fallen off a cliff. He's just not getting involved, and he's been terrible. And I think that Kane's just movements, and Kane in general has been not that great, even though he's capable, like he did at Watford, putting in this hat trick. He's definitely, I think, a set-and-forget kind of a player, but he's been so unreliable this year. He's blanked in so many home bankers. I mean, he hasn't really been that hurt this year. He's only missed a handful of games. He's up there with the total points, but I don't know. Kane seems like he's missing something this year. Uh, and I just feel like they're very disjointed at the moment. And I don't know if it's like the fickle nature of the beast this season because everyone is the transfer market's so fucking hot and heavy, like immediately after someone blanks a couple times. But their fixtures are still pretty good. Granted, they have Liverpool coming up next. I don't really love having two Spurs attackers in my team right now. But on the other side of the coin, every time I yo yo in a player like Hazard or Ali or one of these class players, I just get fucked because then three weeks later they end up having you know a double digit haul or they keep ticking along and I just miss the point. So I don't know if I'm gonna just stubbornly sit with Ollie. I definitely think Kane is. I feel fine with Kane on pens. He's gonna get whatever the fuck he's gonna get. Granted, this weekend they could have won four 0 They just were fucking up a lot. But I just I don't know. I don't feel good. I felt like double spurs would be something I would have for a while. And I'm just so second-guessing right now having two of them because they've looked so bad. They just get so blunted in the final third. Yeah, no, I think a lot of those points you made are really good points. So I let me follow up and ask you, Vertonghen's going to be back in like two, three weeks. Well, I'm very unimpressed with Ben Davies. Like I was watching that game, and I know I was shitting not all Rose. over him when I was texting you, but losing Rose is also something... Thank, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I wanted to touch on I forgot. 
Rose gives them such a fucking quintuple threat threat on the the left flank because when you have Walker overlapping on the right, and then even if they're not playing with three five two and they're playing wing back, if they're four four two, Rose overlapping on the left is so real that they're the opposing team's wingers are just nuts. Like they have to be tracking back so much, so they end up having so much more possession in the other opposing yeah. team's half and third. And when Davies is playing, he's just like getting to the edge of the final third. Maybe he's like slow. He can't really fucking do anything. He can't get in the box. Rose gets in the box so much, and he has so many of those crosses that are Kane Tappins or like from him, you know, or, or things that just get put dangerous low crosses into the box. He beats fullbacks, he beats wingers when they're coming on his overlap so much that they lose so much when Sun is playing because it's, he, it's just Sun. It's the same thing like when Walcott's playing without Bellerin, I think. And it's also, Sun uh, reminds me a lot of like kind of when Lallana's up top for Liverpool also. It's not that he's not like tricky and good with his feet and vision and all that stuff. They also get so one-paced without a, right. without a Rose overlap. That left side of just Son and Davies, like they're not going to outpace any fullback winger duo that they're up against. Whereas like Rose and Walker wide in the three five two are just as fast as any fullback or winger in the league. So they're just constantly just giving this team so much width, which lets like Ali, Erickson, Kane just dominate in the box. And yeah, I think these yeah. are really good points. So, but it so, fucking but sucks. We still have them. <laughs> have them. I know. And that, that's where I'm coming from is I'm like, I'm thinking, like, do I want to be patient sitting with Ali or do I want to just fuck him off and just call it a missed punt and just go with Kane? It's really tough just because they're still, he's still a great player. I mean, Ali can score any game any week, but. It seems like too many eggs in that basket after watching their last two games and how poor they've been. And until Rose comes back, which I mean, Rose might admittedly be back by game of 26 because there's the long layoff. I mean, they gave him a four-week timetable. We don't know, but I'm just not sure if it's worth the transfer, if it's being patient, but I don't know. Yeah, but Rose, in terms of Rose and Vertonghen seem like both like very key misses. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. And it's still, I, I can't comprehend for my fucking life why Wanyama is playing next to Dembele when they play Sunderland and Middlesbrough? Oh, I mean, they don't, it drives me fucking. It's crazy. it's just it's, the it's same fucking shit insane. With Liverpool it fucking drives me insane. Yeah, you don't need that player when you're playing a side that scores, you know, one goal every three away matches. It's ridiculous the yeah. amount they lose by having someone so slow and ponderous in the center of the park. It's uh, really I mean, just Pep, a wasted player. I mean, they just yeah, no, it is. anytime Middlesbrough or any type of team like that counter. They go over the top of the midfielder. It's not like they're like dribbling by Wanyama. They just don't even address it. If they're gonna counter, they're gonna be long balls over the top, and it's gonna be the sh- the forwards versus the defenders. It's just like a complete waste of a player. I hate it so much. Yeah. Pep is the only one with fucking yeah the balls and the ideas to to do it. That's why Yaya is the only fucking quote unquote holding midfielder in there. He just hangs out deep, slowly creeps up. Nothing gets over top him or the center backs. You have an extra attacker. And you have an extra attacker. It's pretty simple maths. Maths. So Spurs are a little bit of a mess. Uh, Erickson, I, I still would probably want to keep Ali over Erickson just because Ali's still playing very far forward. He's got the goals. It's kind of the same rationale and logic, even though... Erickson's stats, you know, they always they're always better than they're Ali's. always no, good. Always, but they're always better. Um, I'd still take the goals there. I don't know. That's I fuck yeah. I have no idea. I mean, when we brought Ali in, we didn't get him because of the stats. His no, are we got pretty him much in. never good. Yeah, um, we got not. him in because he's just scoring for fun and he's really fucking good. And he scored a lot of goals last year too. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm thinking is just his class shines through. I mean, he's just he's really fucking good as much as I dislike him. Yeah, I mean, the he's, Sunderland game is still like the weird anomaly to me, you know? It's like yeah. how they didn't score three and that at Sunderland is like a perfect match. But Well, yeah. the same thing with Burrow. I mean, Kane was off sides a lot. He missed a sitter. Yeah. They had a lot of chances. Erickson had, had chances. they had a lot of chances, a lot of, a lot of actual action. But I don't know, they just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't put it's definitely the, fucking, the name of this episode a lot oh of action. God. They couldn't they just couldn't do it. And it, it was really frustrating watching that game. It just Yeah, they've been they were, they've been so frustrating. They've right been bad. When we so get I, in. I do think moving forward the best thing to do is just have Kane from that team and just fuck the midfield because it's now at the point, unless if you got Ollie in at like eight, you know, that 
there's not much value there anymore. I don't know. They don't. They just don't look good. It's it's fucking frustrating. They just don't look good anymore. It's it's so quick, but I don't know. Which means they're going to score like three next week against Liverpool, and uh, yeah. great. They could. They could do so. Lukaku was. Ba- I, we probably maybe should have led with him, but Lukaku four goals. Like what the fucking actual fuck, oh, dude? Oh my god. Yeah, he's just so erratic. I I mean I love him. I love. I Rome. love him. Yeah. I love Rome. He's just every year he's up there in in goals, you know, like top five goal scorer in the league every single year. But he goes on these strings of blanks for so long, scores one goal here, one goal there, looks fucking horrible. The whole team looks like fucking dog shit. And then, yeah, just 6-3. Bournemouth, I guess, is just the cure. I mean, he... I mean, Bournemouth were missing four of their first, like, six. Their defense was ridiculous. Everyone was dead. Yeah, not to mention Ake. Yeah, Ake's gone. But no, like, they had, what, like, Francis Daniels out. Some Adam Smith was Adam hurt. Smith like, everyone was out. hurt. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was fucking hurt. I, f- they were I, playing. I feel like every game that Mings has played in, they've conceded at least, <laughs> like, five. Yeah, Bournemouth are going the wrong way. But Everton, I don't know, six? is It's six goals, too. That's serious business. Barkers came in with a double-digit haul. Really yeah, everyone's cute. going mental about Barkley with celebrating before even shooting. Uh, of course he's going to do that. <laughs> he's a fucking maniac, dude. That is sick. I fucking loved, loved it. that. It was really good getting one Baines point in the six-goal game, right? <sighs> yes. I mean, it's just the, the yes. saga continues of Baines versus Coleman, and Coleman is just fucking eating him alive. I mean, we have feels- Baines. Producer Nate has Baines. They don't need pens. They just score six now. They're just like not yeah. interested in pens anymore. Yeah. But Lukaku certainly looks like a very good pick at this point. I know a lot of people are taking hits to get him in. I mean, we're seeing, dude, like Ebra and Kane are both price dropping. They both already price dropped this week and they both scored a goal. It's kind of insane. Everyone's jumping on Jesus and Lukaku. Yeah, it's Lukaku. really crazy. Yeah, Luke, I get it more with Jesus because of like the amount of casuals who don't know that he has a blank and looking at the fixtures coming up it makes more sense to me but for Lukaku at Burrow is a fairly bad fixture Burrow does not often give up more than one goal at home kind of a thing so I as a non-owner I'm still going to wait it out I'm going to hold Zlatan for um, the next game and then yeah home terrific fixture yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to get rid of someone who just scored even though his stats were really bad and he looked bad again for uh, with home Watford for someone who has such a bad fixture, so a lot of people still are doing you know prices and shit. I'm still like fucking fuck price changes, and my team value is good enough. I'm not going to let it dictate my team when I think the points are going to be there elsewhere. So that's my personal thing would be with Lukaku. Unless if you have like Aguero to get rid of, I would probably wait on Lukaku until after this Burrow fixtures out of the way, and then I like doing this lot on to. Lukaku swap after that, I think. Yeah, is a I love bit that. Better. I mean, we've been touting Lukaku for a while, not just because, <clears throat> excuse me, not just because of the good run of fixtures, but also they have no blanks. So he's of all the teams who don't have blanks, I and mean, he's just by far the best FPL player to get. Yeah, him and Siggy. What do you? I guess, th- so. Yeah, and Siggy. So, and what do you think about? And also, when you're looking at the blank game weeks, Everton and 26 have home Sunday, and 28 have home West Brom. So those so are definitely. And he's a home home banker. Yeah, like all his his last three home games, he has six goals. Yeah, so he hasn't scored away, and you know since game week 18. So it looks like with Kane, Zlatan still doing pretty well. Jesus coming into the four, Lukaku. Also, we haven't mentioned Costa. Two assists. He looked good as usual. It seems like three four three is kind of back in full force. What do you think? Well, it makes sense. I mean, I just made the moves last week to go for, to three five two. Yeah. So it makes sense that this, you know, now we can talk about three four three reemergence, but. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I have no problem with either formation, though. You can sell me on either. I don't think all of this means that one is necessarily better than the other, especially mm-hmm. because of the blanks. And I know we're just beating right. a dead horse, but City blanks, slot blanks, like your options get a lot limited. Chelsea will probably have a blank in 28. Tottenham will yep. probably have a blank in 28. You know, like yep. if yep. you've 
think about the next four or five weeks, then no, three four three is definitely not the best because there's not going to be enough forwards to choose from. Mm-hmm. But that's fair. Yeah, but over time, I mean, like if we're talking after the blanks and the double game weeks and stuff, I'm sure we'll all be three four three by then. Mm-hmm. There's just so Probably. many fucking good guys. Yeah, well, bench boosting and three four three making good squad things like that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I I just feel like that. Last couple of weeks, we've seen some big time point totals from forwards, and some of the mids that we've been relying on have kind of been going off the boil. Not so many five to six and a half million midfielders anymore doing it, really. So it makes it a little bit trickier to go with five in the middle um, and having two, you know, 11 million forwards. But I don't know. It's kind of fluid, I guess. And I, yeah, like you're mentioning with the blanks, it makes it a little bit more difficult to stick with the three, four, three through that. But I still think that having three of those, you know, five or six top forwards feels pretty good moving forward. I don't know. I'm kind of partial towards going back and getting money back for Crouch upgrading him rather than sticking it out and upgrading Darun. I mean, I still have this weird ass like non third striker. Yeah, you don't have three five two or three four three. I just have like I'm playing. You just have, you're just down to man. <laughs> I'm playing with ten. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, Chelsea Hazard. I still don't get this. Hazard has one goal after two months, and everyone's fucking beating off so hard to him. I mean, it was he's it was still the not worldy of all yeah. worldies, but yeah, no. From he's FBL still like perspective, not, I'm not even remotely not, not, not even close. He's still like not shooting a lot. He's still not doing much for an FPL standpoint. I don't understand. He's price rising, and everyone's jerking it to get him back in. I I don't. There's no value there. He's so expensive. It's ridiculous to, yeah, to get him just, back in. Yeah, he was just his usual stuff, just like going yeah. through the motions, a little side pass here, a little tricky dribble there. Yeah. He has this one moment where he beats all of Arsenal guys. twice and scores, sure. But from yeah. FPL, that's obviously not sustainable, and he is not even really a threat at this point. I mean, you look at the other Chelsea players, I mean – we already mentioned Costa and his two assists. He looked great, has looked great all year, been ridiculously consistent all year. Pedro blanked but had a massive game underlying stats. And then we both have Alonso, who just continues to be the by far best defender in all of FBL. And he had yeah, another and- just ridiculous monster game attacking in a dong. Yeah, and the thing about with Hazard is he's been very consistent as well, but... His point totals are just not that good, and he's one of the most expensive players in the game who really is not that great of a captaincy option. Like you're saying with Casa, when you stack them up, you know, pound for pound, Hazard has more points than him on the season, but I don't know. Casa just feels so much better, even though they're the same price. Maybe it's counterintuitive. Maybe I'm just biased because Haz has been fucking me kind of hard this year and last year to a degree as well, but it no, seems. No, I don't, I don't think it's biased. I mean, we talked about it. I think like two pods ago or something. I mean, the majority of Hazard's points came in the first 11 game weeks. He had four huge double-digit hauls, two eight-pointers, etc. Since then, he has one double-digit game, and that was just a goal, clean sheet, max bones. It wasn't like a double return even. Mm-hmm. And and Arsenal was next double-digit return. I mean, it just hasn't been explosive. It hasn't really been anything special. Yeah, definitely not ten point two million, in my opinion. Yeah, even though his points overall are there, yeah. I think yeah, moving forward, he doesn't seem like he's got that much about him to be warranted. Yeah, I mean, price. if we're looking at points overall, Ali's yeah. twelve behind him, and he's a million and a half cheaper, and Siggy's twenty five behind him, and he's three million cheaper. You know, it's, those are not close. Yeah. Um, so what else? Do you, anything else you want to touch on from the weekend? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's so much shit to talk about. I mean, back to United really quick. I know we talked about Zlots a little. I'm curious on your thoughts on Mkhitaryan. He kind of had like an explosion breakout game, or do you think it was more of just an anomaly? Is he about to emerge as like a another top-tier midfield option or what? Uh, he's tough for me to take because they have probably two blanks coming up, which makes it tough to get him in now. He's gone through, he's had a tough season betting in. I mean, he's been in and out of the team all season, and he gets subbed off early a lot, which is really annoying. Um, you'd think his name is Mata. But 
I just don't feel like he's going to hit that height of consistency to warrant still a fairly premium price. You know what I mean? And United, I think this weekend flattered to deceive because they got to play Leicester, but I mean, they're not scoring a lot of goals. They haven't been scoring a lot of goals all season at all. I mean, really, at all. You know, they've been really scoring two goals max a game. They go 1 1 nil nils for fun. And I don't think on a team that has no explosion, having Zlatan clearly the main man, double, you, you know, you're going to be doubling pretty much if you go with Mkhitaryan. Or unless if you are thinking of exit strategy from Zlatan and you want to like cover yourself with United with Mkhitaryan, which I guess is a pretty reasonable shout. He's a lot cheaper. And I guess Cost and Lukaku are better than Zlatan right now. Actually, that's kind of interesting. I don't mind that as much then. Yeah, I don't, and that, that kind of makes it a little more feasible. But I think I'm with you. I mean, he had that like really nice solo goal, kind of like KDB. Reminded me of like KDB or something like that. But I, he just... The stats just don't line up. He had an absolutely mental stats game against Leicester, but they're Leicester, as you mentioned. And his stats in the last six game weeks before were pretty good, like decent, but not 8.9 million good or 8.8 million good. And as you said, they're just not an explosive team. Like, just doesn't, even though we were just shitting on Spurs, like, Spurs can score four any week against anyone. It seems like United can't score four against anyone <laughs> ever. Yeah, it's still kind of the Mourinho thing where you know they go up one or two nil up by sixty five. He's making double subs to kill the game, and yeah, that, he's that's what on does defenders it, you know? for midfield. Yeah, games. he's bringing Fellaini on, and he's do, he's bringing Carrick on those kind of things. Maybe not Carrick, and I'm totally not no research behind this. this is just my interpretation of the matter. No, no, I think it's right. I mean, you yeah. their two biggest goal scoring outputs of the year were home Leicester four one. And then at Leicester, 3 0. <laughs> yeah. So They've, they don't get to play them again. They don't play them again all year, so that's a problem. Yeah, I I was just curious because he was so good in highlights and, and we kind of both love him, I feel like, you know. He's, I, he's yeah, such I, class. I, and yeah. I want to be able to reason to bring him in, but I just kind of can't. Yeah. Yep. Um, we should talk about Defoe, even though I'm sorry and it's too soon. No, we're not talking about the foe. What about so West Ham? They won three one. Let me talk about the foe for a sec, and then right, West I'm Ham. taking my headphones. Yeah, out. take just your headphones off. Yeah, go pee. Get a get done. a beer. Pee. All right, Defoe, Neither of us have had him all year, which is probably I would say the biggest miss that both of us have had all year. And he's currently sitting fourth overall in forwards, only four points behind Zlatan and Lukaku, who are tied for first. Ridiculous. He's been so good, and he's, you know, a trillion dollars cheaper than either of them. I was looking a little bit more into stats because I know we've talked about it before, but his stats are never good. His, like, underlying FPL stats are never even close to as good because he's on such a shitty team. So he just naturally gets a lot less touches, less touches in the box, not that many shots, etc. But one thing that I did notice that kind of stood out to me is he's fifth among forwards in shots in the box, which is great. But a glaring difference between him and a lot of the other guys on the top is he has zero shots with his head, <laughs> which are like, you know, less shots with your head are less likely to go in than shots with your feet. It's just like normal statistics things. So the guys ahead of him with shots in the box are Ibra, but 16 of his chances are are headed chances. Benteke, 33 of his chances are headed chances. Even like Kuhn Costa have some headed chances between them. So when you subtract You're still talking all, about Defoe? Yeah, when you subtract all of those, he's just one behind Ibra and shots in the box. And I don't know. I mean, he's just... I still think we're fucking dumb for not having him. Is really just what I'm getting on to. And yeah, well, he doesn't get to play Palace again, so I don't know. Yeah, but I just besides that, I just think we're just overlooking him every single week because Sunderland sucks so much, and like I said, his stats aren't good. But it's just stupid, and probably everyone should have him. And I'm sure a lot of the top teams like worldwide, probably have him as their third striker and they're just fucking laughing. All right. Well, maybe I'll bring him in this week. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, Southampton will probably score a fucking nine goal. There's going to be a Lukaku Defoe turn. Yeah, Stevens and fucking Dick Fuck. <laughs> He's going to fucking shred them. Yeah. Um, I missed the first seventy five percent of your your fucking shit fuck on Defoe, but <laughs> we'll figure out how I can bring him in for a hit at the end of the pod. Okay, good, good lad. Um, fuck. All right, you wanted to talk about West Ham, Southampton, West Ham a little bit. Yeah, so no blanks. Snotty started. Stats weren't great. Antonio, stats not great. Carroll, All their stats stupid. were so bad. Yeah, everything was weird. They the scoreline, you know, three one. You'd think that they destroyed and dominated Boss, but it was kind of a fucking weird one. Is what West Ham? See, this is the kind of thing with West Ham. They don't have a blank, and they have a few names who are in that budgetary area, like Carroll, Antonio. Snodgrass, Lanzini, I guess, dropped to a lesser extent, but just because they they don't have a blank doesn't mean that they're good picks. And I see a lot of people getting West Ham strikers, attackers, and Carroll and the midfielders. I just feel like those are the kind of traps that we're like overthinking our planning. And when they get two points in game week twenty six, and then they maybe got like an assist previously in the last couple, like. People that got in, you know, Raz instead are going through a blank, but he's getting points. Like, is that, am I seeing this the right way, or do you think I'm a little bit, I don't know? God, I feel so bad. You just made me feel really bad. Did you bring Snodgrass in? I brought in Snodgrass for Fernando. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just, I mean, to go over my move very, very briefly, Siggy's times a million the better pick, but fuck him and I hate him. So I went with Snodgrass. Um, Yeah, I think that's really reasonable. I do think that Southampton... I mean, the goals were really lucky. Like, there were two deflections, and then there was one nice Carroll finish, but it was like a complete fuck-up defensively from Southampton. That angle of the center back, I remember we were texting about it, was just a complete joke. But it's hard because they're so inconsistent, and they kind of look like shit this game. Although I do think in Southampton's defense, they're a lot better everywhere except at center back, which are where the goals ended up coming from. You know, I think Southampton should have and did dominate the majority of this game and create more chances and everything. Whereas I think in the next two fixtures, home West Brom and at Watford, and even the one in game week 28 at Bournemouth, I think those are good enough fixtures that I could easily see West Ham kind of stepping up and scoring some goals. I, I don't think the their recent run of good form is an anomaly, aside from the City game. I think they've been like pretty good. And I do think Snotty, while his stats were really bad, I think that he's quality. And I think that the number of crosses and the free kick attempts and all that kind of set shit. Set pieces. Yeah, set pieces on this kind of team with Antonio and Carroll to to aim at, I just feel like assists will be somewhat regular. So, okay, yeah, I don't know. They're really, really hard. I do completely see what you mean. Like people yeah, are going like- to be bringing in Carroll instead of Jesus because of the blanks, right? Right. And Jesus could easily have fifteen more points than Carroll. Right. And I mean, Snodgrass definitely for his price, he would be definitely my favorite option to bring in in, in the squad, but. I see where you're coming from. He's pulling the strings. He's done a lot of indirect freeze. I agree with you. I think he's classy. He's obviously showed that when Hull were bad Hull, not great Hull, which they are now. He was still, you know, scoring and shit. And he's going to be consistent. He's going to tick along. But it's just that thing where I'm thinking like, if you wait, so say you wait a week, you know who blanks, and say Palace doesn't blank. Would you want Snotty over Wilf? Never. You know what? So that's a, that. That was the tricky thing because I was looking at the same kind of thing. And I was trying to stack him up against other players who maybe might blank, might not blank. We don't know for Game Week 28. Um, and that was what I was a little bit having pause about. You know, Do you want him over other players in his price bracket? There are probably one or two who you might, might prefer, which is a little bit tricky. But I don't know. Snot, I, like, I still like Snotty. I think that's a fine move. I was looking very seriously at getting Snotty in as well on my own side. So. I yeah, know. I really, I really like the fixtures, and the fixtures are good. After this week, there's a there's like a two week break. He'll probably just bet in even better, and I'm sure they'll look fine. And 
I don't know. As much as I hope Carol dies, he's in really, really good form, and you know there are there are assists to be had. Yeah, and, not to mention Reed on on yeah on Reed, font. Yeah. You know they're they're good. Yeah, and and the the fact of the matter is there's still a few weeks before we even have to deal with game week twenty eight. So yeah. there are plenty more guys in my team that are still gonna go. Yeah, for sure. And so, he's someone you could set at fourth mid and not have to. Really yeah. So at at worst, he's my fourth mid, and he's a totally fine pick at fourth mid. Right. Yeah, that's how I saw it. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I can't believe I just fucking titted that before you're like, oh, I, I know. Oh, good. Uh, it hurt. Shoot it me. hurt to hear. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> uh, should we go on? Anything else? Yes. Uh, you mean to the next section of the podcast? To the next section of the pod. Yeah, we. I mean, we're not talking about our teams because that's sad. And then Bournemouth are really stupid. I don't know. Niang is the best player in the league. I love Niang, dude. West Brom. Oh, what about West Brom? Because West Brom, it's the same thing. I'm looking at f- someone like Phillips and then also Stanislaus, I guess, to a lesser degree because he's cheaper. But and Phillips has, I a feel like, Phillips has four straight blanks. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of getting to the point where we're being held hostage by these players who are objectively not great picks for the near term just because they don't blank. And I think that's a big problem. I think that's where at us as like hardcore FPL players get ourselves in trouble because we tie ourselves to a thought of like, oh, it's so important that we have players in Gaming 28. But if you look at it, getting someone who blanks in Gaming 28 and scores two points doesn't really put you at much of a leg up from anyone else who has a zero in that spot. You know, it's nice. Yeah, if you, you just aver- points, average it out. Average yeah, if you out average 26 it out. through 29. Exactly. And, and you if have they a City look- player versus fucking Rondon. Yeah, it's, it's not going to shred him. It's not going to be yeah, close. It's not really hard to tell me, take the blanks out of the equation, that someone with Phillips in their midfield is their worst midfielder, that you shouldn't remove your worst midfielder because they're your worst midfielder just because they don't blank. It's it's kind of like, uh, I don't know what that... It's a catch 420. It's just, yeah, I have Stanislas who maybe dropped. He was not doing much before before getting dropped. Bournemouth don't blank technically, which kind of is like, yeah, I guess I'm keeping him, but yeah, <laughs> I if definitely ends up feel doing a, yeah, if, if he's, he's like just, one point cameo, it's not great. It's not worth anything. It's yeah, it's one point worse than having a good guy. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I think is very interesting to think about. Those like Phillips owners who are having pause, just thinking like, oh, he's been really bad. They're fixed. They still have a couple of good homes, but the fixtures turn immediately after. Game week yeah. twenty eight. So yeah, and that's if not why during getting, game week twenty eight, someone like Brunt, like you did, was great because yeah, I've got good five weeks. Boxes. Lukaku, great. Coleman, Bands, great, great. Because yeah. they're actually good FPL assets who also don't blank. But right. just forcing yourself to bring in kind of shitty guys, kind of out of form guys. Right. And I mean, I don't. Good. I'm not sure many people are bringing Phillips in. His stats are still okay, but I'm. Really thinking about the owners who've had him for a while and thinking, you know, do I cut bait because he's been shit? Right, right, right. That's that's what I'm driving at. So I don't know. It's interesting. And what I was kind of to my point also is when you're looking at you have several other players who you could want to get rid of for the blanks. And if you're looking at after game week 28 when we're going to want to realign our our teams to get you know the good players back in. I don't know. His fixtures are bad. You can't really carry him for that many that much longer after twenty eight without really addressing him. So yeah, it's a tough one. That, like that's that. something to think about. It's kind of reverse double game week planning. It's also but very like team by team. It's hard to even it is no, talk no. about. It totally. It's all very vague because. But it's it, but yeah. but I don't think it's something that you should think. Oh, I'm definitely not getting rid of Phillips because he's not blanking. Like yeah. you should think about it because if you could turn him into Siggy right now, then that's a massive upgrade and that might be your best move. You know. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Good point. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Siggy. Wow. Yeah, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna captain Siggy. Home Lester. Yeah. It's yeah. A I, it's it's enough. I mean, it, I think I've seen enough out of Lester to know that they and this current Bournemouth side are are the worst teams in the league. I think Hall are good enough. Defensively, and I don't, yeah. Defensively, and I think Hall are, are good enough, and 
Alexis has no, the team has no form. I don't know what they're going to do. And then my other contender is Lots, who he had one shot all game and he happened to have scored. He's not even jogging. He's just walking around. So he's the fuck off my team right after this Wofford game. But um, I, Siggy and Swansea look properly in the mood. I think they're going to do Leicester and I think Siggy's going to be in it. So I feel good about Siggy this week, dude. Yeah, I mean, what's his goal participation for Swans? It's probably like 60% or something. Yeah, it's it's, it's and, not low. Yeah, and you can't see them blanking. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, you always got a pen with Huth in there. Yep. He almost had a free kick goal. He scored that beautiful goal in open play. He's just, he's everywhere. He's He's been great. And I think Swansea really have looked, have some good performances under Clement the last couple of games. I feel really good also just, really what I'm also looking at here at this stage in the season is that, Alexis and Zlatan are probably going to be the first and second choice captaincy shouts. And I, I have both, and I think both are fine bets to return. But it's also the kind of thing that I, I don't feel great in my gut going with either of them. I just feel like Siggy's got the better fixture and he's the man on form. And it's such a huge potential to rise for me doing this versus following the herd. I mean, I'm at 90K. I'm not disillusioned. I mean, I'm not having a, the season I was expecting to, but if I'm going to be able to have some really chunk rises, I think doing something like this where I'm covered on the other high captaincy poll percent guys mm-hmm. and I go differential in someone who I think has, you know, legitimate 15 point. I mean, that was me this week. It exactly. felt flat, but it wasn't a exactly. bad choice. Exactly. If Kevin so, came off, I would have fucking flown. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what I'm looking at. And that's. That's why I'm going to go with Siggy, and I, I, you know, I feel if I was 15k, I'd be on Alexis or Zlatan. There's no question about that. But um, Siggy, there you go. What, what about you? I'm on Kevin. Let's fucking Kev. Kevin. Redemption. redemption the redemption time. game. Dude, check this out. Check it out. Check us out on FML. No, not <laughs> that. This is Boric's goals conceded, starting with week 14. Okay. <laughs> Three three zero three three zero three three two two six. Okay, so next is zero. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fuck Got me. it. Got it. <laughs> the only teams they've cleaned in that in that run that I just named were home Leicester and at Swans at Bob Bradley Swans, not good Swans. Bob, Bored, I mean, Bournemouth is a fucking nightmare, dude. They yeah, can't. They don't know how to concede less than two goals. Yeah. And City with this like formation and the way they're playing right now. God. I mean, I'm sure Jesus is going to be up there on captaincy. He should be. I mean, Jesus. I think he might he, be the best captain of the week. He might be the best captain. Of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, definitely. I think he is actually. Now that I, but like, that look a little more at it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just. This weekend has, I mean, there are some real hat trick potentials around around town, and hitting captain's going to be big. So we'll see. I mean, and then knowing the way this year's gone, this is going to be a week where everyone struggles to score forty points. Yeah, that's just how it's been going. That's how it's going. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think Alexis and Zlatan for sure. You can argue either of them without question. I definitely am the most sour. I think on Zlatan captain, even though Watford are bad. I think uh, he's been. Bad dude, like he's been really bad the last few games. I don't know if his if he's tired he or if he's disinterested. Test. No, his, he's looked really bad, and I I'm really worried about Arsenal as a team. I think Alexis is not is the opposite as Zlatan. I think he looks fine. I'm really concerned about the team. I, Walcott was really bad against Chelsea, and Hull if Giroud are real, starts, dude. Hull are more than real. They're just good. I mean, they they're just, just good. Over. They're just a good team. They're a good mid table side right now. They're playing good tactics and. And Mario's got him playing really well. So I don't know what formation Arsenal's going to play. I don't know if Giroud's going to come back in. If he does, that obviously yeah, does Sanchez's a appeal. Fuck. It's a mind fuck. I think Arsenal are really into that fragile Arsenal mindset kind of a mode. I just don't like either of those shouts. I, I definitely like the City shout more than either of them. I like Kevin. I would have liked Sane, or not Sane, sorry, Jesus. And I mean, Siggy. Again, I'm on Siggy. So that, that's my guy. So. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Fuck man, Jesus! Fuck, yeah. he could explode yeah. this week. 
Yeah, he could, or he could not start and just have a regular yeah. rested game. Like that's also on the table. That's on the cards. It yeah. wouldn't stun me if he just didn't play and oh, got the game. I don't think it would stun actually anyone. anyone, except for people who just did Aguero to Jesus. Yeah, that's true. That They'd be, be more just ball balls kicked in than stunned, though. Yeah. All right. So you did. So I did um, Firmino to Snotty. Leaves right, me you, two point seven in the bank. Do you have um, a hit on the cards or what? Probably not. I don't think okay. I should. Um, okay. There's like different shit I teased with, but I'm not ready to hit yet. I don't think there's. I mean, like I want. I want to get rid of Zlatan. I don't know how long Ashley Barnes will be in my team. It'd be nice if I could upgrade a Mott to someone who actually plays, like, and make Holobos back to being my fourth defender. Like, I have enough money to go a Mott to like Toby. But before I know the game week twenty eight blanks, I don't really want to take a hit or make that kind of a drastic move. That's fair. Yeah, I mean you. Yeah, you don't want to box yourself in. Um, yeah. Exactly. At the same time, it's. I keep just thinking about like game week twenty eight's far. I mean, there's it's far away. There's still three games. So I, totally, I but like like Spurs defender would be my number one priority in the defense, and they're right. at Anfield this week, so it's not even like good. Right. 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 What about, oh, fuck, I forgot I wanted to talk about this, dude. I was looking at going, figuring out, like, double, maybe triple Chelsea defense. Wow. Like Lester their fixture, style. Yeah, like, their fixture runs really good, and there's not a lot of value in it, but it's hard to imagine that they're not going to start cleaning, you know, two and three. Is it not just free points? I don't know. It is free points. I mean, they it's, yeah, they clean at a ridiculously high rate. The thing... The difference between them now and Leicester last year when you did the triple is the like you said the, the value is not there. Yeah, they're the like really fucking expensive. Yeah, they're really expensive. I mean, David Louis cheapest at six two. So like you're not. I don't know how much value you're getting. Like because yeah, you're not getting Baps. You're really only Alonso's the best attacking shot. But yeah, so I'd rather have like Brunt than Louise. You know, for, yeah, like for the one million. point one point two less and yeah. more attacking threat, and you know, yeah. just, just shit like that. Okay. I just don't, I just don't know if the values are the same kind of value. That maybe, we found maybe last the year. maybe the double is okay because I, I mean, Double's having Hazard, okay, yeah, having Hazard and Costa feels ridiculous. So I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um. All right, so I'm very ready to take a live transfer. Hit oh, on air. It's been a while since a lot. It's been a hit. while. It's time because yeah. I was. Oh my god! I'm salivating I, right now. What's going I mean, on? I can't. I can't tell you the amount of time I wasted today at work by not working <laughs> and looking at FPL. So let's, we need to put this to bed. So okay. I'm taking a hit for Defoe. Yes. Why do I? I'm looking at either taking Yaya or Ali out. Wait. So crouch and, to Defoe. How much money do you need to make up? Do you have any in the bank? Is what I'm asking. Yeah. So I could do. I could do Yaya out. I would have up to 6.2 to play with that spot. Or I do Ali out, and I would have up to 7.7 to play with that spot. Mm, those are both so here's my, fun. Yeah, those are both fine. So I have Kane. I am partial towards getting rid of Yaya before Ali because even though the fixture on paper is good, he's playing center back, he's really very, very far from any return in open play. So having him... And being completely reliant on returns from either a direct free or a pen doesn't feel good. Um, I still feel like Ali might be a decent medium hold. And based on the, this is huge speculation, but based off of the ridiculous youth team they played their last FA Cup game and almost lost to a Division 9 million side, it wouldn't stun me to see them playing a similar kind of a side with Europa coming up and getting getting knocked out. So I'm not sure the blank in 28 is going to happen for them. Um, so I'm a little partial towards getting rid of Yaya. That said, I don't really see an obvious candidate at the 6-2 and under bracket. I, I would have to get in someone from those four teams. I could just get in Chatters and just... You love Chatters. You know, I, I love them. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm, what I'm thinking. But at the same time, he goes against a lot of like the credos of you know getting someone who's nailed for ninety and all that shit. I mean, I might as well get him Morales, but I I don't know. You know how I feel about Chad's, and I feel like he's been turning a corner recently. I don't know. Do you can you talk me off the ledge, or are you like just do it? I've been talking about Chadley for fucking months. 
Yeah, no, and he, he never he does he, seem like he kind of turned a corner to assist last three games, but he plays. He 60 never minutes plays. He plays sixty. He I plays two thirds of a game. Insane. That's a little insane. They're not good. I, Everything. They're not good. They're not like a prolific scoring team. I know they were for the first twenty weeks, and everyone who has Phillips is like, "Oh, fuck you!" Like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like yeah. they're not. They're struggling to score. Like James Morrison is their best attacking threat. I mean, he um, hasn't scored a goal since week eight. Yeah, I just don't think Chadley's a really good pick, and I think you're kind of falling into the trap that you just presented to yeah. us. I think that I'm almost backing myself into that corner, though, because I'm getting Defoe, who also, you know, he might blank, so I'm kind of feeling like I better fucking get someone who's not going to blank. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true, too. Although or there, I could just fuck time, it. Though. There is time. I could just fucking get, like, Wilfin or something. I don't know. Why, why wouldn't you get Wolf? I mean, we're awful, and our fixtures are not like that good. Uh, I, I don't. At Stoke is bad. Burrow at home is bad, and at West Brom isn't that good. And then it gets just bad. So I think the fixtures are bad. I think we're bad enough that it's not worth having, having him. So I know where you're going from this. You're getting in Grosicki. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can get Grosicki. That is soon, dude. No, he, after Arsenal, home Burnley at Leicester, home Swansea. I know, but he could easily just like Markovic comes in and he doesn't play. Yeah, no, he's he's. It's ridic- not that's an ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's King at striker. I would not even consider. How no. is just too much of the Tinkerman. Hmm. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, Snotty I again. I mean, again, I was looking at Snotty. I just. I don't know. It's naughty too hottie, dude. We could be friends once again. I feel like the last time we made the same move in the same week was Alexis, and he scored 50 points that week. <laughs> I don't know. Snotty too hottie, dude. I, I struggle to find a better option who ticks every box that you're looking for right now. Snotty's just it's like... Stats aren't... He doesn't like shoot that much. I, I know, know. I know. Yeah, he's he's the new Pyatt, dude. He's just going to get some dick fuck chance once a game for West Ham and score it or score on a free kick or at least get an assist every game, I feel like. Really? I mean, not every game. I just feel like it's hard to find a possibly better fixture run than their next four other than Chelsea. If you skip Chelsea, they're home West Brom, at Watford, at Bournemouth, home Leicester. Like those, uh-huh. you tick off the two best teams you could face in Bournemouth and Leicester. At Watford's great, home West Brom's great. Mm. Yeah, Leicester. And if you're Bournemouth. worried about getting someone who definitely doesn't blank, he also ticks that box, which is something that you can't say for Wilf. Like no, if you're no. comparing well, Wilf's, him off, Wilf. Wilf's off the table, it's yeah, still Wilf, him and Wilf Chadley. seems like off the table. Chadley's still very much on the table. Chatters. Yeah, right, chatters, chatters is good. I don't know. All right, let me let me. This the people. Everyone can stop listening at this point. I don't care. Um, I do like getting rid of. I like keeping Yaya, <laughs> just because I like fun. Yeah, but Yaya's not fun because he's a. I mean, so if he I had, if I kept he shot three times, two of them on target. He yeah, shot as many like, times as KDB this week and got two know, on that's, target. It's so weird though because one, you know he's. But remember, got the I was texting with you, and I was like, he's actually had some like good shit. Like he actually had some good shots. All right, so then the answer is I remove Ollie and I just get Barks. I mean that that's that's a thing I could do. I just I just don't love getting rid of Ollie. I don't like giving him two games. It just doesn't feel. It feels like petulant removing him. He's, they still have some good homes. It's still yeah, like, but you just kind of laid it all out as to why it's not having working. two is not good. And you have the better option already. Yeah, that, that's true. And Kane. Right, I mean, so it's I, not going to feel good if Ollie scores, but. That doesn't mean it was necessarily the wrong decision. I, okay. His stats have been pretty fucking bad. Yeah, they have. And he's been not as bad. far forward as he was when he scored whatever eight goals in six games or whatever it was. No, he's not. All right, so just do Barkley then. And you, and you, was... you love Barkley, and you want Barkley so badly. I know. I mean, I love Barkley, and I also love Chad's, but I think Barkley's probably a, like just a safer pick. 
Yeah, he's definitely safer. Also, doesn't blank, as we mentioned a million times. And also, really good fixtures. Okay. Not really Barkley? good, but pretty good. Barkley? Yeah, okay, do Barkley. Well, fucking do Barkley. Everyone in the fine. world, Lukaku's ownership is probably going to be over 50% after last week. So, All that'll right, be nice to have a that's little, it. little tits in the Everton game. We're done. Live hit. Barkley and Defoe in. Ugh. God, You're, you've done so many things this year that are just like, I can't believe how stupid we both are that we haven't done it. Like when you got heaten. Oh, yeah, dude, that was good. <laughs> Def- yeah. Is this that moment for this me This is also? that moment. I mean, I'm just a fucking mockery. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know why I have any of the players that I have at this point. Like, you could, every transfer I, I've done all season, you could go under a microscope and just be like, so what the fuck were you thinking here? And I'd have no answer, but... Yeah, you got in Heaton a, a while ago. He's like 10 points every week. You just got into Defoe, dude. I mean, you'll when you listen back to the pod, you'll hear my little Defoe rant, but he's like borderline must-own. What he's doing is fucking <laughs> insane. Yeah, I mean, the price and where he's at on the, on the total everything he's, is pretty soon. He's fourth overall. Yeah, Four points good. behind Lukaku and Ibra. One point behind Costa. He's one point behind, behind like, every single person had Costa in their team or still has him. He's been, like, the most consistent player on the best team in the league. He's three million cheaper and has one less point. I didn't even remotely think about getting Defoe in all day until you were like, I need to talk about Defoe, and I just like took my things out, and I was like, all right, I'll just fucking get Defoe. Yes! <laughs> like, I, I must God. have worked out 30 different scenarios of things to do, and zero of them included Jermaine, dude. <sighs> Burrow you know Barry Glendening's lose. happy that you have Defoe. Burrow better fucking lose that FA Cup game. Who do they play? They better play someone half decent. I hope they play a championship side, not like Oxford. No, that's exactly who they play. Are they? Yeah, really. They're, they're home Oxford. <laughs> Good. I just got rid of a fucking got a blanker on. Great. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Burrow we'll are not Good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll get a fucking luckiest thing ever, but whatever. Yeah, come on. Oxford's going to be fun. up for the That's game. That's what I was thinking. The, the main thing I was juggling with today was I'm either taking a hit or I'm saving. And my, my saving's not fun, and I'm not doing well anyway, so I'm not going to be sensible. Yeah, I mean, here here's a here's a quote for you to end, end the pod with a quote. Samuel Beckett quote, sum up this game week, sum up my season, everything. Ever tried, ever failed, no matter, try again, fail again, fail better. There it is. I've accepted failure. I'm just going to keep trying, keep failing, but I'm going to try and fail better. Yeah. All right. Moral of the story. Check us out. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Email us at I didn't even say words right there. Just, just no one listens to that shit. Anymore. Yeah, no one, no one ever gets there. No, I mean. Yeah.